Summertime and the living's easy. Sitting in your house because you can't go outside. Drinking rose at your desk while you talk on your Zoom. Whatever it takes. That rage will get you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I am Nick Cannon. I'm in the news. I'm in the news today. Nick Cannon, the famous uh, TV presenter, TV host. uh, I'm in the news today. Pat, the, the other host, he's not here, but he didn't even know anything about it. But Rachel told him all about me, Nick Cannon, being in the news for a bunch of terrible things I said about a whole group of people. Jewish people. Bad way, to start, bad way to start the show. Should we start over? <laughs> Is that who you want to do, or do you want to do? I didn't someone have else? anybody. I didn't have anybody on tap, so I just went with what was in the news. That's Nick Cannon. Probably not the best one to start with. Should we discuss it? No, I still would discuss. Everybody knows, right? Nick Cannon said a lot of bunch of bad shit, and he got fired from his job. And good riddance. Cancel culture. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I, I, I guess like. Cancel culture, I think, is a tricky situation. I fucking love it. Really? I'm a big fan of cancel culture. I love it. Bring it on. I think there's like a big difference between something you did 15 years ago and something you did today. That's my only issue with it. Not me. I think we should cancel everybody (laughs) and anybody. I don't care because let's face it. There's too many people with platforms. This is a great way to wipe them out. Get them out of here. Just start over. I don't need any of them. Cancel. I'm going to say, I love it. I'm for should it. I, should I mention why I brought up Nick Cannon? Sure. Okay. Why we were talking about him yeah. in the preamble to the so show. So there's a local BLM Instagram account um, that's in, it's the greater New York area. Pat uh-huh. feels uncomfortable about this. Um, but I think it's an important thing to talk about. So this this BLM account posted oh, about it. I did this. I forced us on. You forced us into this. It's an uncomfortable conversation. Broomheads, like take it, take it how you will. Um, but I think this is a it's a conversation worth having. And you know, we're clearly not just people who only talk about Degrassi. <laughs> and Degrassi talks about a lot of uncomfortable things as well. So this isn't really that uncomfortable. He said some bad shit. He said some anti-Semitic things. To, and, just, and we this, know this, right? We've this researched this. We know everything he said. Because I don't know anything about what he said. You told me this 10 minutes ago. We're yeah. confident that we know exactly the things that he said and that they were bad. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously, different people feel things are better or worse than other things. Like, there's things that are obviously super, super racist. Um, and... You know, we've we've seen the iceberg charts. Like, there's the things that are obviously racist, and the things that are more like subtle. Um, this was like being pro Jewish conspiracy theories about Jewish people running the world. Um, and who run being the world? Bad. Girls. Yeah, That's true. There was a also Kareem Abdul-Jabbar wrote an op-ed about a lot of anti-Semitic things that are being said by a lot of powerful people that are being kind of like. Uh, ignored a little bit. So I do think actually that this is an important conversation to have. Um, but this, this particular BLM account, it's not Black Lives Matter as a whole by any mean. It was just one account 
posted something that was like, we support Nick Cannon. You should be focusing on all these people who support Trump who are super racist. And it's like, well, that's actually not okay either. Like, it's not, you know, just because he's black, he can still say things that are very racist. Like, it's, and that's something. And I mean, it's anti-Semitic, but that's, I mean, I guess if you consider what, I don't know, what we want to consider, are Jewish people a race? Are they a, a religious group? They seem damn, to kind of go between... I saying Nick Cannon <laughs> as the fucking person to set this off on the... That's going to want me to cut all these things, but it's, it's a very... It's a two-parter. It's a tricky... We got a two-parter up. It's a tricky situation, but yeah, it's like... It, I, you, It's like this in... Not infighting, but it's like, you know... Um, pitting minorities against other minorities in a way that's really uncomfortable. And obviously a lot of horrible things have happened to Jewish people in this past century, let alone throughout time. And it's like, that doesn't make it okay. Toby Isaacs is a Jew on the show. He's Jewish on the, on a, on the show. He has a booby. He could talk, he has talk a very close to it, very straight mm-hmm. to it. Uh, that's me, Nick Cannon. I caused, <laughs> caused a bunch of controversy today mm-hmm. saying a bunch of bad stuff. We shouldn't say stuff like that. And if we say it, we should get fired from our jobs. There you go. Cancel culture. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's also part of the problem is like, is cancel culture. But I guess if people have platforms. It sounds like I'm kidding. I love, it sounds like I'm yeah, being I know, sarcastic. I, know. I love it. I think cancel culture is great because here's the thing also. It doesn't fucking exist. That's mm-hmm. that's the first thing. Everybody's all on about cancel culture. The only people who are mad about cancel culture are are people who could potentially be hurt by it, but yeah. they're never hurt by it. Mel Gibson is in movies right now. Yeah. That are like fucking you could watch a movie that he started with Will Ferrell a year ago. Don't yeah. talk Mel, to me about Mel cancel Gibson culture. should have been canceled. It's fake. It doesn't exist. And then here's like the best shit is they're the most cancel. The the people who yell about cancel culture, let's fucking call up cancel culture lunatic, a cancel culture lunatic. It's Republicans and and conservatives. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now these are the first people who, when they were, when Colin Kaepernick was taking a stand against police brutality, were like, fuck, we're not buying any Nikes, burn them in the street, which listen, let me tell you something. That's your right. If you disagree with something and you don't want to buy fucking Nike shoes, that's your absolute right. But don't call me a snowflake, you fuck, because you're exactly the same. These are the same people who, when the, the queen, mwah, Natalie Maines, went on fucking, went in England and said, we do not support George W. Bush. She's a fucking warmonger. Buying up all the Dixie Chick cities and we're steamrolling over them and setting them on fire. You're fucking cancel culture. You started this shit. So now it's accountability culture. It's not cancel culture. You should be held accountable for what you say. And if you say something shitty, get the fuck out of here. There you go. There you go. Exactly. And like, and everyone should be held accountable for what they say. Agreed. Agreed. I think it's one of these things that like, when you know better, you do better. And that's where I kind of feel like if people are digging up people's old social media posts or old like things that happened many years ago, I feel a little bit differently about that than I feel about someone recording a podcast today and saying yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. bad. I understand. That makes um, sense. And I think that that should be treated a little bit differently, but also like you probably should go clean up your old social media posts if you still have things up there that are questionable. And also uh, Leopard uh, doesn't, 
often change its spots, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's like things come I mean, out. That's that's true. I think that though, that there's like, you know, with social movements and stuff, like all of our views and opinions change on things though. So like, I would think that in the past, like 10, 15 years, I would say that my opinions have changed on things as I've gotten to learn more and know more. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's also people who are like, Race is going to be racist, you know? <laughs> there's, there's one thing for having, like, a, 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 an opinion that's, like, not quite fully formed mm-hmm. and, maybe, and maybe over time it changes. It's another thing to be, like, even if it's 10 years ago, I don't care. If you're on the internet being like, I don't want a, a black actor to be in this comic book movie because it's a role for a white person. I'm sorry. Fuck you. You're that's not a, that's not a no, misinformed that's not opinion. opinion. That's an asshole ism. And that's not changing. Yeah, exactly. Unless you're like 11 years old when you say it. Yeah, exactly. And we're coming into the gate strong and it's a two parter today. We're going to come into the gate strong. See, I'm glad I said Nick Cannon was uh, opened us up for conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with all the broom heads. Oh, totally. Uh, I used to like um, Nick Cannon. <laughs> He's a pretty likable guy on some of those shows he would host, you know, uh, the one with the people doing stunts and a bunch of other ones. He apparently is still hosting the masked singer. He did not get fired from that. (laughs) Married to Mariah Carey, who I like. Mm -hmm. Still married. I believe so. Maybe not. Could, Mm -hmm. you know, we're not exactly up on our research as we've been told recently. Uh, (laughs) Maybe not, but I thought so. She's a real good, she's a real great loon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a video there was like a gift that came up either today or yesterday and it was, it was all over the internet. And I don't know if it was real or, or fake, but it seemed pretty real. It was pretty goddamn funny of Jizz Lane. Uh, what's her name? Jizz Lane. Oh yeah. I don't know how you pronounce name? her name. Maxwell. What's her last name? Maxwell. Jizz Lane. Uh, Jizz Lane Maxwell. Um, and she was on a, uh, some sort of a red carpet and uh, she was taking a selfie with Mar- Mariah Carey, and like she was mm-hmm. taking too long, and Mariah Carey like threw her to the side and like went and took another picture, and that was pretty funny. I don't know if it was real, but <laughs> hey, get out of the jizz lane, will you? <laughs> I know. I I keep waiting to hear someone pronounce her name because I don't understand how it's pronounced. You know what's gonna end? I'm not even gonna get into this, uh, but you know Bill Clinton's on that list, right? A hundred percent. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <clears throat> Billy Clinton. I mean, I couldn't actually vote for Bill Clinton, so. Uh, well, you were 12 years old, so. Exactly. Do you mean, do you mean legally you were not allowed to vote in the election that he was in? Yes. Right. Yeah, I could not. I was not legally allowed to vote because. Neither was I. Yeah. That's how long ago that shit was. His first election, I was eight, and the second one, I was 12, so. First election, I was 12. The second one, I was 16. So the first person I voted for was, uh, in my life, was, I don't remember, but it was whoever ran against Republican. No, it was a, no, first presidential candidate I ever voted for was Al Gore, but the first election I ever voted Mm -hmm. in was a New York City election, and I voted for whoever was the Democrat running against Al D'Amato. Nice. So I think whoever it was won. 
I my first presidential election was for John Kerry. I voted for John Kerry in two thousand four. I voted for. I also voted for John Kerry in two thousand four. Yeah. In two thousand and eight, I voted for uh, Barack Obama. In two thousand and twelve, I also voted for Barack Obama. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. in two thousand sixteen, I voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> See how that went for you. That's just a joke. That's just a joke. Everybody, don't take that seriously. That was a uh, very much a joke. I voted for Hillary Clinton in both in the primary and in the general election. Was a big supporter of hers, as was uh, Rachel. Mm-hmm. So, bunch of uh, centrist neoliberals. <laughs> That's us, centrist neoliberals. So, how you doing, Rachel? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a heavy start. I'm all right. How are you? Uh, I'm good. Regretting a little bit my decision to say uh, that I was <laughs> Nick Cannon off the top. I should have said like Roy Scheider or something. That I don't even know who that is. It's the the lead actor in the in the film Jaws. Oh, he's a great actor. He's in the Sorcerer, <laughs> The French Connection. Uh, I do love the French Connection. He's the other the other. He's Gene Hackman's partner in the French Connection. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're doing good though. Yeah, I'm doing good. I, you're I'm back, back home in New, in New York, York City. Back home in New York. Tell the um, about it. It's all right. That's all I got. Yeah. Still sucks to be here, but it still sucks to be everywhere, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's uh, going to shit. Still, we're like in a shitty, shitty place for uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the country, and and uh, I don't know. They said something today that if everybody wore a mask, we'd be over this in four to eight weeks. Really? See that? Yeah, but nobody, nobody's going to wear a mask. I walk around this neighborhood, this progressive neighborhood that we live in, and it's about 50-50. Yeah, I would say over on my side, it's probably more like uh, 70-30. Well, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. Over on 30th Avenue the other day, it was uh, not. It was yeah. 50-50 for all the people who live in <laughs> Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, 30th no, Avenue exactly is, where. A, is a thoroughfare mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. businesses and restaurants. And I guess when people are like dining and they're sitting down, they don't have to wear them. I'm not even counting those people. To you're talking walking I'm people, just, just walkers. Ugh. Like that's the thing is that sometimes when before I left and uh, went to Maryland like over a month ago, if I was just, um, if I was just walking the dog on my block, I didn't always wear one, and I just tried to avoid people. And now I feel weirder about doing that now that you I'm. You got to put it on because yeah. it's, it's a political statement now. Mm-hmm. Know, it's, it's all so about politics. Stupid. It's not about politics, it's about public health. <clears throat> it's all politics now. Public health, politics, Barry Weiss. It's just politics up and down. That's all we got. My poor deaf dog. Mm. Everybody, Daisy's deaf. Yeah, we think my dog is deaf. A hundred percent deaf, like no hearing whatsoever. No, she can hear some things, but she can't hear a lot of things. And I don't know when this started to happen. And I feel so bad about it. That is kind of sad. Yeah. And it's so much easier to focus on something like this when the world is on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Rachel, you didn't do enough for your dog. <laughs> well, you, what are you going to do for her? Give her eardrops or something? How would you possibly know? It's not your fault. Know. She can't say to you, hey, I can't, I'm not hearing great. Take I, me did, I did just spend like uh, $600 worth of in-vet appointments recently, though, for her. So I feel like I gave her something. <laughs> Got her it's blood all- drawn twice. So, what? 
If you call her, she doesn't. What's happened? She's not coming. She doesn't notice it. Oh. That does make me sad. She notices that. Oh, all right. Hi. Well, that's that's something. Hi. And then if I get her to look at me, I can look like. And then she's like, "Okay, I'm looking at you," but she doesn't hear any of it. But she no. heard your clap. Yeah. If she can hear the sound of the clap. I just have to clap all the time now. So you don't think she hears the words and things you say to her as a human? Mm-hmm. Even though they're the can be, you can make them the same uh, volume can I make as him, the clap. You know, how do I do that? <laughs> it's just the action that she hears. I'm, yeah. I'm confused. I, I am something I'm, about that she hears, but she doesn't hear right. the other stuff. Maybe it's just loud enough. I don't know. But if you yelled, maybe. You know what you got to do is you got to yell all the time. Just got to start yelling all the time. See how that goes for me. Will I lose my voice? Your roommate will love it. Oh, yeah. And my neighbors. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, people in so many people in New York are entitled. I can just be one of those entitled people who needs to yell at my dog all the time. Well, God bless Daisy. I love her to death. I feel sad. Sometimes I make fun. I say things like, I don't care about Daisy. I do. I love Daisy. She's the best dog ever. But I do, <laughs> I feel very sorry for her. I'm sorry, is anything. there a dog that you think is better than Daisy? Oh, yeah, a lot of them, a bunch of them. Uh, uh, Eddie, the dog from Frasier. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, obviously, but he's dead. Um, uh, the the dog from the, the movie The Artist. Mm. <laughs> Remember that fucking That's movie? a very talented dog. <laughs> that movie sucks. And that, uh, what else? Um Dreyfus from uh, the Golden Girls spinoff Empty Nest. Remember oh. Dreyfus? Dreyfus the dog. He was great. He was a golden retriever, right? He and was. he's walking with him on the beach in the yeah. opening Life credits. goes on and so do we. Just how we do it is no I used to watch, I used to watch Empty Nest with my grandmother and I could Same. never think of the name of that show, but I could always remember him walking with the dog on the beach in the opening credits. We'll share it all as life goes on. Empty Nest. Emptiness. Yeah, that's how it ends. That's definitely how it ends. I don't remember anything about the show, baby. Without us, family ties. (laughs) All shows. I don't know if you you know. You know because you just pointed it out. I mean, step by step does say step by step, day by day in it. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What about Growing Pains? Do you know that theme song? Refresh, refresh my I'm memory. trying to remember it. I will remember it if you start uh, it, but I can't uh, get it in my head. I can't quite get it. Oh, the best is ready to begin? The best no. is ready to ready begin. To begin. Oh, as long as we got each other. We got the world spinning right in, in our hands. hands. Baby, radial shine up the time. You got each other sharing the laughter and love and the growing pains. <laughs> That's how it ends. <laughs> That's how it ends. And if you threw a party... Invited everyone you knew. Yeah, let's see. I went too far ahead. And the card <laughs> attached would say, Thank you for being a friend. Da, 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 golden Girls. <laughs> How does the Degrassi theme song go? Uh, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> if I hold out, hold out. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Sorry, I lost that. I sound You've been like shouting snake. at Daisy I, all day. <laughs> I sound like snakes singing karaoke. Oh man, yeah. 
I know, I know, I, I know I can make it through. Degressive the next generation. Thank you. Thank you for keeping this podcast about Degrassi as much as 45% of the time. <laughs> I try. That's what I do. We're here to talk about Degrassi. Speaking we of Degrassi. Are, we are. Ah, God. Settle in. This is when I get like, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm I like, like the first 20 minutes. That's my favorite part of the show. Yeah. You don't like talking about Degrassi recapping the episode we saw? <sighs> what we're here to do? I'm almost done this LaCroix. I'll be honest with you. I like it the least of all the things we do. Mm. My, my favorite part is when, cause I'm assuming that everyone's seen this as much as we have seen it, which is like likely twice if we're lucky, maybe three times. So I'm assuming you've already seen it and we're just telling you the good bits and bobs. Yeah. But I, my favorite part is when we come up with names for people that is not their real name. Oh, yeah, like Dot Marie Jones, the store. The Dot Marie Jones, (laughs) which I now cannot call it anything but that. Hot Peter. Hot Peter, Hot Sue, Plain Sue. Yeah. Uh, Darcy Uh, Grimes Beach. Darcy Grimes. Darcy Grimes Beach has a moment in this episode. This was an episode where it's a two-parter, and as I was watching it, I'm kidding. I do like talking about the episodes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm getting a little (laughs) tired. these characters are getting a little bit much for me and also like everything happens at like this episode is over like a four-day span and at the beginning of it emma's like a a human and then by the end of it she's hospitalized for being a like a crazy anorexic no and it's like too much is happening too quickly lately and i'm like couldn't this have been spread out over like the entire season but they feel like they're really going into like like it's very episodic instead of like keeping the storylines going. I think it's the way TV has changed Yeah. over time. And so like, we're so used to seeing things like we would watch this show if this was today and Emma's anorexia would take 13 episodes. Like it would be, yeah. we would watch it over the course of a whole season, but this is also like a soap opera in its sense. So it's like, yeah. it's gotta be short and quick. And the attention spans were different, I think, back then. So they went, they, this, they asked us for two episodes. And it was like, whoa, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. heavens to Murgatroyd. Where if, whereas if people have eating disorders, it takes up years of their lives, if not their entire life. And it's like, oh no, she's just going to overcome this thing. That- well, that's part of the thing, right? Because a lot of it is like the show, you, it's, respectable in that it like brings up all these issues and it shows these issues for like people to relate to, but then for like teenagers to relate to and be like, Oh, I see myself in these characters and whatever. But then at the same time, it also kind of like wraps these <laughs> issues up in a bow so fast that like it's unrealistic. And yeah. is that dangerous? Maybe <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, but at least Spike and Snake were broken up for a good eight or nine episodes. Yeah, I I would expect something like that to have happened where it was like multiple episodes or even like Liberty's pregnancy, which like they really shortened it, but it could have, but they at least had it over multiple episodes. It wasn't just like, I'm pregnant, here's the baby and it goes away to adoption. Like. Yes. <laughs> but still, if that were like a TV show now, that would be in 24 episodes. That'd be the whole season. Finding yeah. out, figuring out how to tell somebody getting through it, every the ins and outs, then having the baby, then the adoption process. This was like, oh, she had the baby just like gave it away. She did like, they didn't even show like the struggle of like adoption. 
I will say the one thing that this episode or these two episodes have going for it is that if you go back to like 501, 502, which is like the first hot Peter Lockus stuff with Manny showing her boobs, um, they talk a lot about body image in those episodes. So I'm like, at least they did keep that thread going. So like they were like, oh, I'm so fat. I'm so fat. And I'm like, you ladies look exactly the same and you both look fine. Like, but- Hey, this is how our world is. All women think they're fat. And well, a lot that of is men another think they're thing. fat too. Like that is very true. No, you're right. So yeah. there's so it's a double-edged sword because it's like, yes, it's important to like expose people to that, that this happens to people, like so yeah. that you can understand that. But at the same time, like would be maybe a little better to give it a little bit more time. I yeah, know. I have to say that this was the the episode that I found the most triggering personally for me because oh, like wow. uh uh, not that I ever had an eating disorder, but I had disordered eating, if that makes sense. Like not so extreme that I was hospitalized, but like a lot of, a lot of people I think have, it's a very incredibly common thing to like be very obsessive about dieting and what you eat and how you look and have a really skewed sense of how you look compared to how other people think you look. So I was just like, oh, I hate watching every second of this because Mm. it's just like so common, but the extreme like way it can go. And obviously like they really focused a lot on Emma with control issues. Like she couldn't felt like she was out of control. And that's like a big thing with eating disorders is that it's something that you can control. So it's like, that was, I found that very interesting that they went into it, but it was just so hard to watch her sitting there not eating anything. Like, Oh, to go from zero to a hundred in a day. Yeah. But the thing about this one didn't feel like her eating disorder was stemmed so much from like how she looked at, like you were saying, it was more yeah. about like it was the underlying. Stuff. Yeah. Cause she couldn't control her relationship with hot Peter because mm-hmm. she couldn't tell Manny about it. Mm-hmm. She couldn't control what was going on at home, even though she tried to get snake back in the house. Yeah. It was more so the things that like bugged me were like them being like, Oh my God, I can't fit in my pants. I'm so fat. And I'm just like, this is so common and it's so horrible like that we all do this. Mm -hmm. And it took me like a long time to realize how pervasive that kind of attitude is. And like that way of bonding also that women have. And sorry, I'd say it's like just women and it's not just women. It's a lot of people that like, Oh, I look terrible today. It's like, you look great. Like, and then it's just this back and forth caddy. Yeah. kind of thing about your weight and stuff like that and just watching that i was like oh i hate this so much like and i hate yeah, that this a is a, still a thing i mean at least now i feel like there's better role models and more, much more like um like models who are different sizes and stuff and there's so much more talk about like airbrushing whereas when i was a kid and a teenager much like these people too like it was all everything was airbrushed (laughs) like everyone was like heroin chic and like all these other horrible things that made you feel like you weren't good enough oh yeah heroin chic i was like now that we've talked about all that (laughs) i mean guys we're done that's the episode you don't really need to hear so anymore we're talking about degrassi the next generation we're talking about a two-parter here oh Mm -hmm. goodness we're gonna get to so i so I realized you were doing it. You were saying when I was like, we're going to get to hundred by the end of the season, you were saying the actual, the no, the second number that I do will never get to hundred because. Oh, of no. And that is true, but we are going to get to the actual 100th episode is the end of this season. <gasps> nice. And this season is a short season. So we're, we're almost done it. Yeah. Yeah. We have three episodes left. 
Mm-hmm. So we're talking today about episodes 96 and 97, but because of all the fucking two parters that make me want to snooze, they don't make me want to snooze, but it's just a lot. We have to deal with a lot. Uh, this is really more like the 79th episode of Degrassi, the next generation. It's episode 515. It's called Our Lips Are Sealed. Our Lips Are Sealed is a go-go song. Rachel, this one, I know you're going to have one for me. What's your favorite go-go song? I mean, actually, I did like thinking about it. I was like, "Our lips are sealed" is my favorite go-go song. They have a lot of great songs, but I really like that one. Uh, um, our lips are sealed. Mm-hmm. That's vacation all I got, that I ever wanted. Vacation <laughs> had to get away. The go-go's are great. What Do you a- sing vacation every time you're going on vacation. I don't go on vacation. <laughs> My vacation. Well, that like, solved it then. Yeah. So no, I don't say. But I, I guess I would if I ever did. Um, the Go Go's are. Oh God, what a great, what a great bunch of lunatics. Mm-hmm. They were. I know. I'm sure you know all the stories. They were just like the most debaucherous uh, band of that era. Just like the cocaine and the sex and the everything. And I love it so much. I love the Go-Go's. I love that they're just like, <laughs> they latched on to being like the fucking weirdo, crazy lunatics of the time. And are they, they were all women. Are they in your top 10? No, God. Okay. Their music is like fine. They have like yeah. a couple of good records, yeah. but I love that they they were like fucking as debaucherous as Led Zeppelin, which at the time you're talking about like 1982. These, this was like the, in 1982, the Go-Go's were the first all female act to have like a number one album. That's fucking nuts. I mean, it took that long. Wow. And and they're like the, still to this day, like, I don't know if this is fact check me because I'm bad at facts, but they're among, as far as like all female acts, like, most platinum albums of all time is like them. But like the fact that they were this like wildly successful band and they were like, you know what? We're going to fucking do this shit like Led Zeppelin did it. And we're going to like fuck and we're going to get fucked up all the time. And we're going to like fight and do all. And there's like, there's so many, they're the behind the music. Remember behind the music, the VH1 show. Yeah. 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 The, the go-go's behind the music is like the fucking best. Like is life. It, they were so fucked up. They were doing so much cocaine. They were fucking everybody. God, I love them. I love them. They're role models for debaucherous, uh, humans they're great yeah. i say my favorite is uh we got the beat is yeah the that's one. a great one too that's like the singles there's like the hot those are like the three hot singles. yeah and like i we got the beat is probably the first one that i knew but there's something about our lips are sealed that whenever i hear it now i really like it a lot so i like uh all the songs but i realized today when i was thinking about what i was going to say for an answer uh the the song I can sing the most things to mm-hmm. is we got the beat. For example, I could say hot Peter Lock is Peter Lock is Peter Lock is yeah hot Peter Lock is. <laughs> it also works like it's with Sue. It's just one less syllable. You could do it. Listen, you could do it with a lot. You could say spike and snake spike and snake spike and snake yeah spike and snake manny santos manny santos manny santos yeah manny santos there you go (laughs) oh boy so bernice fine is the biggest disappointment of this episode is bernice fine it gets talked about and then we don't see her 
That was like the highlight of this episode. I would and have to say. Weren't you like excited? Dump the lumps. I know. Dump I was like, oh, lumps. we're back to Bernie's fine. I like also for a show that doesn't always have good follow through to bring back up Bernie's fine and dump the lumps. I was like very proud of this. So Bernice fine is back and she sets this all in motion. Cause Manny is deciding she's going to go see this, this manager to hopefully or agent to get it, to get an agent for, cause he, she had seen her in that movie, the Kevin Smith movie. Yes. And she was like, my thighs are an epidemic. Oh, I know. I'm so fat. Yeah. And Emma was like, you, you, you know what? <laughs> you are fat. She doesn't say that, but, <laughs> but she's like jumps up. They're going to do this crash diet together. Mm-hmm. They're going to eat celery because it's negative calories. Mm-hmm. Cause you burn calories while you're chewing it. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go on this crazy diet. Emma is very immediately type a Emma, which is mm-hmm. normal for her, but she's also got a lot of other shit going on. So it's exacerbated probably like to the, to the 10th degree. And mm-hmm. she's counting every calorie. She's counting how many calories will burn when she goes for a run, this and that. Emma's like not as into it, but she's going along for the ride because she's pleased with the results. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to see Bernice fine and have, have the lumps. Is it lumps? Dump the lumps. lumps. Dump the lumps. My humps, my humps, my lovely lady lumps. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so they're doing this. They're getting. They're putting, separating all their foods, eating rice cakes. The yeah, they've day. got a food diary, writing down everything that they're eating and trying to negate it by exercising. And they're wearing like, like Manny's wearing like a sports bra at school, like running in the middle of the school day, which I'm just like, that seems like that wouldn't have been appropriate. You get a dispensation for gym, maybe to like go on a personal running. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. you're saying she would be wearing more clothing. Yes. Like a shirt. Canada though. You know, you don't know what they do in Canada. They do all sorts of weird stuff. That's true. So Manny's ready to jump off the train and then Paige walks by and Paige is like, Ooh, what are you guys eating? Twigs and berries. And she's like, uh, when bathing suit season comes around, prepare to be hated by a jealous me. Mm-hmm. And that like makes them very excited about the diet. Manny is so into it because, you know, she and Paige had so much trouble before. So, yeah, they did have a lot of trouble. Paige was with Alex, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, her girlfriend. She was, yes. It's pretty good. So they're, uh, so at what point do they start uh, uh, Persian? later <laughs> so this episode was a little confusing and we talked about this briefly before pat and i about there's a lot the b story is very intertwined with the a story yeah so what's happening over there is that spike and snake are still not together right and so manny and emma go for a run at school and then she sees snake afterwards And she's a little woozy, Emma, um, because she hasn't eaten anything and she's just gone for a run. Um, And she gets woozy very fast, very fast. And like Snake makes some comment about her uh, like a baby cult. (laughs) Like a baby cult. Like she's got like the crazy like her legs are all wobbly or something (laughs) like that. I don't remember exactly what he said. Something about her having cold. She hasn't eaten in six hours. She hasn't eaten in six hours. Um, And 
she kind of suggests because she wants her parents to get back together. She suggests that he comes over and makes them dinner. And also because they've been eating so much fast food and this could help, you know, with their whole situation. So he brings over a veggie moussaka and but gooey, creamy, cre- cheesy, gooey moussaka. Yeah. Moussaka. As, as Manny said, moussaka. cream and butter and everything else that I see in my dreams. Yeah. Man, <laughs> these two, it's like literally been two days and yeah. And like, God damn, Manny just wants to eat everything. Emma's like not eating anything. It's a real shit show here. Yeah, there's a point later on where like Manny is like singing to a pizza. (laughs) Well, no, she was saying like the pizza was calling her name. Yeah, and And she she literally was like, Manny, Manny. And also that pizza looked fucking hideous. It looked like a a pizza at a 7-Eleven. Like (laughs) it looked disgusting. It's like Like sitting in a rotating thing all day. You're that far gone that you're like, I need can't this. even imagine like orgasming this. over a. Am I allowed to say that? Uh, orgasming over a pizza, pizza, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. been known to orgasm over a piece of pizza here and then. I could really go for a piece of pizza right now. You got to get it. Pizza, pizza. Piece of pizza. That's the famous tagline of uh, of uh, Little Caesars. They say, "Piece of pizza." Mm-hmm. They do. They do. A piece of pizza. A piece of pizza. Yeah, a piece of pizza. That's what it is. The tagline. But they say it so fast, it sounds like pizza, pizza. Oh no, 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 no! It's a piece <laughs> of pizza. A piece of pizza. I want one person to go. Oh shit! Is it a piece of pizza? A piece of pizza. <laughs> Has it? Have I been wrong this whole time? It's a. It's a piece of pizza. It's like hey, the Berenstein Bears all over again. <laughs> all right. So, what did you call them? Berenstein Bears. But what is it? Berenstein. <laughs> right, right. And or just bear stain. I'm not really sure. <laughs> but so what's the controversy? Because are we saying because I said it like you said it. Is the controversy that it was we think it was spelled differently all those years ago? I think so. Right. Think they call so. that the uh Nelson Mandela effect. <laughs> Why is it called the Nelson? Nelson Mandela. Well, it's called the Mandela effect. It's not the Nelson Mandela effect. I was kidding. I was kidding. Uh-huh. The Mandela effect is it's like It's not the- called the Bernstein effect. Free Nelson Mandela. Uh, <clears throat> the specials. So... Cheesy moussaka, cheesy moussaka, cheesy moussaka. Yeah, cheesy moussaka. We got the beat would is a great song to license for all of your products that you would have mm-hmm. if you were if you were a company. If Domino's a company. pizza, Domino's pizza, piece of pizza. Oh wait, that's Little Caesars. Yeah, Shit. Little Caesars would also fit, and we got the beat perfectly. Little Caesars, Little Caesars, Little Caesars, because you could stretch or make it shorter all the syllables if you want when mm-hmm. you're doing it. You can figure yeah. it out. I mean, it's four, so if you've got four, it's real easy. People can count. I didn't need to tell them it was four. Piece of pizza. Hey, can piece I have a piece of pizza? Piece of pizza. Yeah. Piece of piece pizza. pizza. <laughs> told you. I told you. <laughs> oh, also, we forgot about the fact that, um, you know, Manny and Emma still live in the same bedroom at Emma's house and it's their room. Like when it's talked about by, by, uh, Spike, it's like, go to your room <laughs> for both of you. <laughs> um, and 
they haven't done any laundry. And so Manny has gone commando to school and like talks about the chafing. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. When that did was that pretty happen? early on when they're in class. Um, and yeah, they're like, you know, you can already tell that Emma is feeling like out of control. She's got so much she has to juggle and it just feels crazy to her. Um, and so this is, again, something she can have control over. Spike was leaning on her for a lot of tasks and chores. Yeah. And she also like said something um, about hating not knowing what was going to happen. And I was like, I get that. I'm sure a lot of people could develop eating disorders right now because it's fucking crazy out there and none of us know what's going to happen. And it gives you some sense of control in your life. Yeah. Um, she was, when she was saying that, was that about Snake and Spike? I think when she so. She was talking about not knowing yeah. what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, that is hard because she does love Archibald Rupert. Yeah, and I don't think that uh, Spike realized how hard it was on her. True, I don't either because she was wallowing in her own, which understandable. Totally She's understandable. thirty-four and has a teenager and a <laughs> toddler <laughs> and a business, and <laughs> you know, She's forty-seven. Yeah. She's forty-seven in twenty-twenty years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In twenty-twenty so, New York years. So, uh, on the flip side, yes, Snake is still at Joey Jeremiah's singing karaoke, uh, mistakenly happening upon his wedding song at karaoke and getting sad. And then what you said. So then he brings, uh, Emma invites him over with the cheesy moussaka. He brings it over. They have a very fraught dinner. Mm -hmm. Snake, uh, Spike is not really feeling this. No. She was like, you were kissing another woman. She excuses the girls who go downstairs and they sit on a pair of stairs on a, a flight, not a pair, it would not be a pair of stairs, a, a flight of stairs. They mm-hmm. sit at the bottom of the flight of stairs and on one side is a mirror and the shot, it looks like there's two Emmas. Mm-hmm. So if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And they're fighting, they're fighting, they're fighting. And this is when the puke happens, right? This is when, mm-hmm. that's not the right way to say it. This is when- Well, it's because and- Manny has just eaten the moussaka and Emma didn't really eat it. She was pushing it around on her plate, but Manny was so hungry she ate it. And then she felt terrible about it. And that's also when Manny was talking to Emma about being her lifestyle guru, like Bob on Oprah, which I don't know who Bob was on Oprah. Bob on Oprah. I missed that. And I do yeah. definitely don't remember who Bob. Dr. Phil, maybe? Said She said Bob. Bob Vila? That's actually funny because it's definitely not Bob Vila. Mm-hmm. But later on, Joey Jeremiah's girlfriend mem- mentions this old house. Yeah, yeah. Because they were trying to think of like when they're when uh Snake was over there and singing karaoke, they were talking about like what would be the right thing to do. And this was after uh sometimes when we touch comes on, which was Snake and Spike's yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and Joey's like, you could change her oil. <laughs> and right. then and then um he's funny. like, or That's or fix the funny. roof. Or fix the roof, snake the sexy roofer. And Diane's like, women don't actually want that. They want to be wooed. Uh, it was a man named Bob Green. They do want to be wooed, mm. I would imagine. He was a lifestyle guru, and he did help her lose all that weight. When she lost, yes. remember when she threw the thing off of her and she was skinny? Oh, yes, yes. That's who helped her lose the weight. I thought it was um, Weight Watchers. I think that was later. Weight Watchers yeah. was much later. That was like in the 
eighties or the early nineties mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it was funny that there was a, this old house reference, Bob Vila. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bob Vila. Reminder why she fell in love with you in the first place. I was like, why did she? Also, my favorite thing about when they go to like puke in the bathroom is that they go together into this tiny bathroom to do it. Also, as someone who like, I really hate throwing up. Mm. I cannot make myself puke and I've tried. I can't do it. I can think of one time in my whole life when I was like so wasted and I was like, I have to puke. And I kind of did, but I'm with you. Yeah. I just could not get it to happen. But yeah. So like after they like puke up the Musaka, then the next day they're in the gym class. Musaka. They ralphed it. They ralphed the <laughs> Ralphed is one of my favorite words. Like it's an excellent word. Slang term. <laughs> um, uh, they weigh themselves, and Manny's like, "Oh my god, I lost three pounds." And Manny's like, uh, "Emma's like, oh my god, I lost four pounds." And also, like, as someone who again has been deeply ingrained in diet culture my whole life and stuff like that, like you can also just fluctuate in pounds very easily because of water weight. Like you can lose like five pounds in a couple days, and it just comes back because it's just like water retention dude also on top so it's like been a couple of days maybe yeah. three or four days and they lost three pounds if i do if i don't do weight watchers for a really long time and then i do weight watchers in the first week i lose like eight pounds yeah because <laughs> suddenly you're not eating like a bunch of bad food and yeah. like you're not so you're not like holding on to all those calories and you're, you're eating not drinking stuff like- a, a thousand eleven percent beers uh yeah. a week yeah exactly <laughs> Literally, the amount I drink every day is like nuts. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is um, a, I think this is like 9% that I'm having right now. Look, yeah. you can tell by the thickness. Of the it looks th- like orange juice. It looks like orange juice. That's how you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Manny's so excited, like her jeans fit, and she's like, Emma, you're my lifestyle guru. This is so great. Like Bob Green, who like we knew. Bob Green. We mm-hmm. knew that reference right away, but I remember being Bob like, Green, oh, yeah. Of it's Bob Green. Edits out the form earlier <laughs> mention of it. <laughs> Tom Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they're puking. It's not good. Mm-mm. Bad news bears. They're going to school. Emma's doing badly in school. She's getting bad grades. Oh, yeah, because she's like losing it with the control so, issues. So let's list the things that that are happening to Emma aside from the uh, eating disorder. What's causing this? It's the the secrecy of keeping her relationship with Hot Peter Lacus from Manny. It is the breakup of her parents' marriage. Mm-hmm. That's kind of it, right? It's just those two things? It's mainly those two things. It's probably also like she and Manny are living together. Like, I mean, I don't... I mean, especially because... Well, especially with like Hot Peter being like, she can't talk about Hot Peter and they're literally spending all their time together. Um, And then her mom is asking her to do a lot of things. Oh, that's the other one. That's a big one. So yeah, Yeah. now she's have to take on all this responsibility and it's causing her to like do worse in school, Mm -hmm. which is another thing on top of it. It really, the shit is piling on our girl. Yeah. So that's a lot to deal with. I get it. So she's, I would have, I would have probably drank. But yeah. Yeah. But you know, for her. instead she's like trying to lose a lot of weight, even though she looks absolutely fine how she is, but she starts like spouting these like crazy things. Like if we're happy that with less than our goals, we're disappointing only ourselves. And 
hunger is a feeling and thin is a skill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I laugh, I shouldn't laugh, but like that, yeah. it does see, it is, this is all like just her personality, her type A personality, yes. Fi- like exactly what you said, finding something that she can control and then controlling it and doing everything she can. Because like to Manny, the point that Manny takes this piece of pizza and goes and she's eating it out of her locker so that like Emma doesn't see her. And then Emma like takes it and throws it in the trash and makes her throw up while she's there with her. And that's when Manny starts to be like, Emma, this is like way too much. Yeah. She forces her to go in the bathroom and puke. Yikes. Yeah. She calls her like undisciplined. So, um, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, I have to say, I love these like early 2000s super low rise jeans because they're just like, <laughs> I feel like they're just meant to make you look bad anyway. Like, it's impossible for them to be flattering. How long was that a thing? I don't know. A lot of the early 2000s. So, yeah. So, after, after the whole. Like when Emma calls Manny undisciplined and Manny is like, this is too much, Emma. Emma walks back out of the bathroom and then she faints in the hallway. Yes. And Hot Sue sees her and is like, are you okay? What have you eaten today? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, I'm here for you. And Emma's like, that's funny. Which, that's another thing on top of it. So not only is she dealing with the breakup of her parents' marriage, but also the fact that the cause of the breakup of her parents' marriage is both her boyfriend's mother and the fucking principal of the school. That is a lot of heavy shit to deal with. It's a lot to deal with. They don't really, you know, uh, reach for a lot of extra characters in the show. They're just going to use the people they already have. So everyone's Mm -hmm. related deeply. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I like so she passes out. This is when Manny's like, "I'm out of here. I'm done mm-hmm, with this. Mm-hmm. Fuck it." Manny comes back home. She has had her meeting with Bernice Fine, which we did not see. Which, like, come on, I wish I we had to see. They were like, "We can't pay Bernice Fine to <laughs> to be here tonight," which was a bummer. But she comes back from her meeting with Bernice Fine. She's very excited because she now has an agent because she has Moxie. She's got Moxie. Well, you've got moxie. She does for days. And at this point, she's like, Emma, I'm worried about you. I heard you passed out. So she knew that her best friend who she lives with passed out and was like, now nah, I got to go to this meeting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's got to meet Bernie's fine. She dumped the lumps. She did dump those lumps. And Emma at this point claims that the diet's over. The diet's over. She's done with it. Yeah. And then you see her like go into the bathroom by herself. She's just running downstairs to get something. Yes. Because as this, as the diet is ending happens, as she says this, which is a lie, but as she says this, Spike has now let Snake back. Do we need to go all through Spike and Snake? They have a couple of fights. Snake wears a tuxedo in the mall and they call it a, I have to say, I feel like Spike's dialogue is so forced. I'm telling you, I agree. I've been, it's something, I agree. she's like, she says it's something so about- so forced, they like, have to re-record it in ADR. What's with the penguin suit? And like, there's something else. Like, it just feels like all of her dialogue is just doesn't feel right at all. I think, I think she's not very good. I'm telling you, because yeah. I was saying last week that her, everything feels like ADR and it feels like she's doing it later. It yeah. always feels stilted and like- yeah. I just think maybe, she, and I, I love a man. Oh, I stepped on my toe. I love a man to step toe. 
but I the don't one know. thing that I felt like she said that seemed not like that was when she oh. forgives Snake. My toe. You stepped yeah. on your toe? Oh, um, Amanda stepped on my toe. The whole thing with Spike and Snake in the mall is so awkward and embarrassing. I actually did want to hear your take on it. Yeah, I found it super awkward and embarrassing. And then I also now, like, you know, as a 35-year-old in 2020, I feel like uh, it feels very rom-com-y and, like, rom-coms feel really gross now. How so? I mean, that's interesting. Um, How so? Because a lot of them are like men stalking women. <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. The reason I wanted to hear yeah. your two cents about this is he shows up. And I'm going to go through this really quick. Okay. He shows up with these flowers in a tuxedo at the mall and he asks for her forgiveness and she doesn't give it. And he then says, I am not going to stop until yeah. you forgive me. And I was like, oh, fuck, no. And that's, that's exactly that. That's mm-hmm. exactly that. That whole like, yeah. It really is. And like, she doesn't have to forgive him if she doesn't want to. Like, I think that it's, honestly, I think it's a thing that they should have a conversation about instead of not talking, period. And they should probably have a conversation privately and maybe with a counselor. Before like, grand <laughs> gestures in front of the movie theater mall. You know oh who's sitting God. right behind them as this is happening? Hey, I'm on a go away having a pizza at the movie theater at the mall. This is my favorite the restaurant. Oh, look at this. Your teacher. He is a singing to his wife. And I also love that he had individual roses that he yeah. like... <laughs> That all had their own little bottles of water or vials of water at the bottom. I know. It's so funny how, like, the lens changes so quickly because, like you said, rom-coms. I totally agree with you. And it's it's one of these things where it's like they should have a conversation about why he was kissing Hatsu. Like, that's what really needs to happen. Like, what is is happening in their relationship that this is what they're doing? And it's just like... It's crazy and, to me. And like the answer is somewhere in the midlife crisis thing. Cause we saw it yeah. with the motorcycle. We saw it with all of that, but yes, they don't talk. I, about I say this as a wise 35 year old. I'm older than they are. In- <laughs> yeah. You're older. Yeah. You're older than they are. I have not been married, but you know, I think I can still understand people's relationships to the point that like, they just needed to have a conversation about this without other people around. And so like he, of course, cause uh, Joey Jeremiah's, girlfriend says i should really learn that poor woman's name diane 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 says show her why she fell in love with you in the first place and then i'm like this is not that she fell in love with you because you were like a reliable goofy guy like to be fair like and i did actually she, like when she said that she was like you know you were the person that i could trust and you just proved that i couldn't trust you like right. you were the that one that good. i thought was the good guy and the thing is is that her impression of him being the good guy is also false too because no one is perfect and no one is always going to do the right thing like right. very true and so like they just need to deepen their relationship and understand that they're both humans who might make mistakes, but also like, what could they, how could they go forward from there? And I know that the time constraints had it. So they had to make up here, but when she first rejects him, I was like, yeah, good. That's like how I feel like it should go. And then he he like starts singing badly. And then she's like, Oh my God, like now I love you again. And I'm like, this is so dumb. Like that, like annoyed me. To be quite yeah. honest, like I do want them to be back together, but I want to believe it. And I don't want her to be for her to be like so mad and be like, I'm still not forgiving you. And then for her to be like, oh, I guess now you're singing shitty karaoke. Yeah. And don't ever sing that song again. I love you again. 
and I do know she loves him anyway. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe part of it is she does love him and she does want to get back together. So she's looking for some sort of like glimpse into who he was, like mm-hmm, what kind of mm-hmm. like the goofy guy he was. And maybe that, maybe I'm talking myself into this a little bit and maybe that does make sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, at in the moment, I was like, you've, this has been going on and on and on. And now because he sings to you in a mall, that mm-hmm. you're right. It feels so fucking rom-com. Yeah. But regardless, here we are. They're back together. Yeah. And he but brings that's pretty his much lasagna. He brings that. his lasagna, lasagna, right? Lasagna. Yeah. He made moussaka and now he made lasagna. I was watching some show the other day and someone called it moussaka. And I was like, it's definitely moussaka. <laughs> what show is it? It was Ina Garten. I was watching Ina Garten and she called it moussaka. And I would expect her to be the voice I trust, but like, it's Musaka. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Musica? I'm not planting a flag on either Broom of these heads. things. Broomheads, broomheads, way in. Have you heard Musica before? Musica, 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 Musica. Steve Winwood. <laughs> I'm a big. I haven't Steve, forgotten. <laughs> I can sing Steve Winwood, and I can sing anything to Valerie by Steve Winwood, and anything to We Got the Beat by the Go Go's. The Go Go's. I love the Go Go's. The Gagos. <laughs> I do want to point out before we move on to episode two and then uh, that uh, so they're celebrating Spike and Snake are so happy to be back together. They're drinking red wine. Jack's eating. Sadly Jack is the there. Corner. They paid for him to be here in this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And so they like uh, they, they they like let's propose a toast or something. And Emma says, it's not proposed to us. I don't know what it is, but she's like, oh, are you guys going to finally stop calling each other by your high school nicknames? Which I thought was pretty funny. It was funny. She also calls him Archie sometimes, which I find Archibald funny. Rupert. Archibald, Ru- Archibald Rupert. Archibald Rupert. Archibald Rupert. Yeah. Archibald Rupert. I thought you were going to do that to uh, Valerie. Archibald. Archibald Rupert, Archibald Rupert, Archibald Rupert. I'm the same boy I used to be. Um, the one other thing I want to say is that they're very clear to let you know that every time Emma walks out of a bathroom, she's just thrown up because they make her wipe her lips. <laughs> Like slyly, she's, she's like, looks so sexy. Like I'm just wiping the vomit off my yeah. lips right now. She goes downstairs to puke up the lasagna, and we and we Shiloh Stone on that. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're up to the second episode then. Yeah, we're on to the second the second episode. My first note about the second episode is "son of a fruit salad," and I don't remember who said that. <laughs> well, it's either Emma or Hot Peter Locke as, as they go to a uh, picnic. Because they're going to a picnic, mm-hmm. a late night picnic that Hot Peter Luckus has provided for Emma. And I gotta tell you, I know this is this is the this is why we work as a podcast host. It's mm-hmm. a night and day, day and night. It's a it's a yin and a yang. It's mm-hmm. a winter and a summer people. It's winter people and summer people. Mm-hmm. And I am fully just engulfed in hating the summer so much right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Emma and uh Hot Peter at this picnic in like a woodsy area and they're both wearing in the dark in the dark and they're wearing these coats and i was like oh god 
I was like, it was like porn, like coats porn. It's like, I just want to wear coats. I love your coats. It's cold. It's like you could see mm -hmm. the wind blowing through their hair a little bit. Ah, oh, I was like, ejaculate. <laughs> oh, I know. I So it's before that. The first, the very first scene in this episode is that Snake is fixing the sink. And it le like leaks all over his face. And he goes, ah, son of a fruit salad. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, Spike is brushing Emma's hair. You know, like she did when she was a kid, and she calls her McMopey. And later on, Mick something. it yeah, was no. Needy McNeederson, and I was like, I don't know who wrote this episode, but they got real lazy, real. Yeah, fast. but dude, that was the that was the era of something Mick something. Oh yeah, I call that, everyone something Mick something still. Yeah, see, you're still doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then that's when Hot Peter calls her, and they go on this uh, this picnic, and I was just like, fucking boned up looking at those coats it's like i just want to wear a coat <laughs> and they go on so this hot they go on this night picnic <laughs> i wanted that i was like loving <laughs> into it picnic. they go to a night picnic with coats on and it's like dark but it's not it's i'm like is this the ravine i'm not really sure but um it's always the ravine. <laughs> when in doubt it's the it's fucking the ravine. ravine so um hot peter brought a like cold picnic with like cold fried chicken cold potato salad all the cold foods that are By extremely the way, fattening are people eating cold fried chicken a lot cold fried chicken is a picnic staple in some world it's good i get sugar freak which is a restaurant by our, mm -hmm. in our neighborhood and i usually order the fried chicken and then i will eat it cold the next you day. know what i like better than cold fried chicken Hot fried chicken. Hot, hot fried chicken. Yeah, yes. delicious hot fried chicken made to order. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I could really go for some hot fried chicken right now. Order Sugar Freak. They deliver With hot it's Peter. But yeah, and I was just like these coats. I was so I was like winter chic. Mm -hmm. It's I get to a point in like August where I get super excited about fall clothes. I'm not quite there yet. It's still July. I haven't I haven't gone swimming in the ocean yet. So hot Peter, they're they have so they're he's having got the hot fried chicken. They're having yeah, the cold fried chicken. Cold fried chicken. He's got potato. He's got all this stuff. And then she's like, "Ooh, make out with me!" And then they make out on the table, and she knocks all the food over on purpose. And she was like, "It's all right. I wasn't hungry anyway." I'm sorry. I'm and then we for you. Yeah. Um. And they make out, and she obviously is still not dealing well with this whole situation. This is when we find out she's just eating protein bars. And also when we find out from uh, that she's not, if she doesn't ace her, I guess, what class is that? Biology, probably? I think I thought it was like some kind of ology. Mr. Ellis was teaching. Yeah. I liked Mr. Ellis. I, I liked when he more was Mr. Like, Ellis. He was like, Liberty is going to talk about frogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liberty got a moment. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I'm going to start by talking about the reproductive system. And then he stops her. And I thought he was going to say something along the lines of like, which is something we all know Liberty knows a lot about. <laughs> no, I was so waiting for that too. I but he didn't. So he was just too. like, he stops her and he's like, which, as you know, if we're talking about it, it's going to be on your final exam. So he was not a dick who made fun of her pregnancy. We're having a baby recently. And I was like, oh, it's great that she got to be in the school and like, you know, people yeah. weren't treating her like shit. Uh, but this is when they're talking about the protein bars and she's like, you got to eat more. And the teacher catches them and says, if you don't ace this test, 
you're going to be in summer school. Also, this is when everyone keeps telling Emma that she looks sickly. Mm-hmm. Like Peter says that I think when they're on their date and then like Manny keeps saying to her, like, you look kind of sick. And like your hands are so cold. She's like, oh, it's just poor circulation. Your hands I get. are colder than my dead grandmother's. Yeah, <laughs> which That's I hope you're, I hope that she's not holding her dead grandmother's hands. Well, maybe when she did, when she died initially, you would, you would yeah. maybe. I remember how cold her hands were. Um, yeah, I have poor circulation, so I do get cold hands. So I understand, and they get clammy. Ugh. Cold and clammy. I know you ah! really, want, you really want to hold my hand, don't you? I want to hold your clammy hand. Your cold and clammy. Dun, 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 dun. You know what? That song, I want to hold your hand. That's a Beatles. It's a famous Beatles song, you know? Mm-hmm. That song sucks compared to <laughs> Don't Dream It's Over by uh, Crowded House. That's a much. Don't Dream It's Over by Crowded House is a much better, better song. song. That's a deep. That's a deep cut for all the that fans is of the a show. Deep cut. That's wrong. There's a lot of so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's gonna, she's gonna have to go to summer school if uh, if she doesn't deal with class and making it better. And from here, we just sort of like uh, spiral into rock bottom, right? Yes. Manny and Manny is is on Emma's ass about this. Uh, she knows that she's like you said cold clammy hands she knows that something's still going on emma comes to manny and is like you know what you're right something is going on i'm dating peter hot mm-hmm. peter lacus hot peter lacus manny's not happy about it she runs away i guess i don't mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. uh so Manny, now Emma finally goes on a date with Hot Peter and everything's out in the open. They go to eat food at the, I'm assuming the Dot Marie Jones. They were at the Dot Marie Jones, yes. It was at the Dot Marie Jones. They get cheeseburger and french fries. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hot Peter gets up to do something and uh, Emma proceeds to uh, shove french fries into her sweatshirt pockets Mm -hmm. to, uh, to pretend like she was eating them. And then she's like, and then she has one and she like holds it next to her mouth and she's like, oh, I was, I'm doing it right now. You can't see it, broom heads. Um, oh, I was just so hungry. I'm just going to hold this French fry right next to my lips and just see what happens. You know what? Something else to mention, and this might have actually been in the first episode, not the second episode, but we were talking about like all of the, those things that were piling on Emma. Mm-hmm. And then also like the things that Emma, there's like a moment where Manny talks about how she's like, losing her boner for like causes she's like not going oh yeah she's like what about all the poor starving dolphins in the rainforest which is really funny she's (laughs) like they're not they're not starving and they're not in the rainforest but i still care about them but like it is like you're seeing these little things get chipped away at yeah um so uh, well before before she goes on the date with Peter, she they have gym class and she's like oh. wearing like all these baggy sweats. Right. And they say that she looks like Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. <laughs> Manny says, like, did you go to Shaquille O'Neal's house and like raid his wardrobe? And she was like, Shaquille O'Neal is huge, Manny. And she's like, Yeah, that's the joke. Yeah. So when Emma's wearing all these sweats, Darcy and Shantae come up to her and are like commenting about her like oh i bet we can find this like uh, like ounce of fat on you 
Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they were just kidding. make the comment that makes Emma snap and she just like loses it and storms out of the gym class and uh, Mr. Anderson Armstrong notices. Oh, we, hadn't seen, we hadn't seen Mr. Oh, sorry, Coach, Coach Anderson Coach Armstrong Coach. until he was having an affair with Liberty. Oh, yeah, it's been a while. He's like, you know, every so often he appears, but it's it's been a long time since we've seen him. <laughs> so, yeah, that is that is what makes Emma. Emma gets very upset. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, and then they go on the date and she puts the French fries in her pocket. Mm-hmm. And then as they leave the date, Peter finds the French fries in her pocket and she's like, oh, it's just for a, for a snack for later. I don't mean to laugh. It's not cold I'm, French fries. I love cold fried chicken and I love cold French fries. Cold French fries I are actually really gross. cold food. I like to eat cold food, 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 food. Hey now, hey now, let's eat cold food. Now you decide which is a better song. <laughs> Somebody one time on some platform got mad at me for saying that uh, Don't Dream It's Over was better than every Beatles song. Really? People yeah, who like, love the Beatles get very upset about that stuff. I mean, it's also like I'm kind of kidding, but also I'm kind of not. But I am kind of kidding, but I'm also kind of not. I also feel like there is no, there's no ranking system in the world. Like things exist. Like people pers- like people like different things better than others. That's it. Sorry, I, there is no Beatles song that I like more than "Don't Dream It's Over" by Crowded House. But I, I mean, like the Beatles. I don't love Don't Dream It's Over. So there's plenty of Beatles songs that I like more than it. But I don't think I a, didn't grow up in. Uh, I was not born until 1984. So I don't know a lot of things that happened <laughs> with the Beatles. I only know about yeah, them. But just because after you're the fact. born in a certain date doesn't. I mean, you still know. Well, I know what happened. Going back. And I think, but I didn't live through the Beatles, you know? Right, but you can only love things that you lived through? No, no, no. But I think that what's interesting about the Beatles was that they did a lot in a really short period of time. And it also really evolved over that time period. Mm -hmm. Like, they were pretty much an active band for like six years. And that was it. Like, I've lived Mm -hmm. in Astoria longer than that. Yeah. Like, and then they It's like the Confederacy. Yeah. A lot happened in a short period. Yeah. The Beatles are a lot like the Confederacy. That's why I'm always talking about how crowded house is better than the Beatles. Um, Because the crowd. And I do think that like some music by the Beatles is fucking fantastic, but I don't think, are they the best band that ever existed? I don't know. There is no such thing as the best band that ever existed. It's all subjective. That's the point. Fucking, we all like different shit. So it's kind of, it's mostly a joke. Yeah. But you know what movie I hated? Uh, uh, Jurassic Park. I've never seen Jurassic Park all the way. Oh through. my god! Come on! I've only Come watched on. it in Circuit. I've only seen Jurassic Park in Circuit City Come while my parents on. were buying a TV and a VCR. <laughs> every every couple episodes, you say such Rachel phrases. Rachelisms. I've never seen Jurassic Park. Yeah, I already forgot. You should the name see of that. it. It's I already forgot great. what the name of that movie was that we we're talking about a few weeks ago, where the Beatles don't exist. Oh shit! Uh, yesterday. Yes, yeah, that movie was terrible. Directed by Danny Boyle. I love Danny Boyle. That movie was terrible. I think he was just trying to make money. Nah, he makes a bunch of. He made Slumdog Millionaire too. Don't forget, he makes like. But Slumdog Millionaire was actually good. That's all right. He makes pretty treacly pieces of cinema. 
sickeningly sweet. Yeah, which I would think mm-hmm. I would call Slumdog Millionaire. That actually like hurt my lips to do. They feel weird now. Mm. I don't like Hannah, it. Hannah, Hannah. Yeah. I love um, so Emma starts to get more and more neurotic and she starts blaming everyone else for her problems as soon as they're like, are you okay? Are you sick? And she's like, no, you're crazy. I'm not crazy. You're yeah. crazy. And it just yeah. gets like real out of control really quickly. She uh, name drops Napoleon Dynamite to date this a little bit. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't get that reference because there were hot I, french fries in her pocket. I don't remember. I've seen Napoleon Dynamite more than once and I do not remember a french fry... Uh, the quesadilla, I remember, but that's the only food thing I remember from Napoleon. I've Dynamite. never seen. I, I, I you Whoa. can Jurassic, you can Jurassic You've Park me. No, I've never seen it. I have no desire to see it. Well, I mean, now I wouldn't see it again, so I'll never figure out what the French fry thing was. I would like to point out only because I have the episode, the first episode is playing right now mm-hmm. on my uh, tablet, and I'm seeing it when they first start to like uh, decide to. Uh, throw up their food mm-hmm. there's like a jaunty montage set to like a bouncy upbeat song <laughs> that like is like played for kind of for laughs and it's like oh eating food let's go puke like <laughs> it's really unpleasant like to watch it especially like to watch it in like with no sound i'm remembering that like the song is like and they're like oh i ate a carrot gotta puke it up and it's like legitimately like a montage that's kind of played for laughs Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pretty weird Degrassi's a weird show man it's really weird and I was yeah their choice of montage use is questionable at times there's a vomiting montage (laughs) a ralphing Um, montage so she finds the fries in the pocket ralphing Mm -hmm. yeah ralph is a great ralph is the best word for puke 100% (laughs) Um, he finds the fries in her pocket and then he goes to Manny Mm -hmm. and he's he, he opens a book and he's like lists uh, i don't know i wish i knew them all he lists like baggy clothes mood swings uh, fucking other things like fainting i don't know fainting like like that insinuate that she's uh vomiting uh and and having an eating disorder well there's before this sorry uh a little bit before this before they go on the date to um the dot marie jones like after she tells manny and stuff about this she like is like peter we're gonna make out in front of everyone at the school and we're gonna show them all like we're together but one of the things i just want to mention about that was that uh coach anderson armstrong and snake are talking together and they're looking at her and she notices them and like it could be harmless or it could also be like, Hey, we're concerned about <laughs> Emma. Something oh. seems off about her. And I kind of wonder about that if they're like concerned or if they're commenting about her making out with Peter Lacus in front of the school. Well, later on snake does say that everybody's the teachers have been coming to him about her not doing mm-hmm. as well in school. Mm-hmm. So it could have something to do with that. It might've been about how she ran out of class after wearing Shaq's clothes in gym class. <laughs> Shack. So, Shaq. Uh, so hot Peter and Manny combine forces, which mm-hmm. is nice. And, and Peter uh, and hot Peter like forces his way in. He's like, "No, we're gonna do this together." She's my girlfriend. To be fair, hot Peter is the one who like I don't. I'm not not to give hot Peter any credit because I fucking hate hot Peter. Let's be honest. Yeah, but he does. He does zero in on that really quick. 
and does try to do the right thing. And, and he does, does, he's genuinely like a nice guy and he does like care about Emma, I think. He's not a nice guy. He's a piece of shit, but he does care about Emma. Mm-hmm. He might become a nice guy. Are you canceling he, Peter Lacus? I love cancel culture. <laughs> cancel everybody. Cancel everybody. Cancel mm-hmm. everything except Zoe's infinite playlist. <laughs> Extraordinary. I also love the fact that like Fuck. when they leave the Dot Marie Jones, Emma's walking with her hands in her pockets full of fries and Hot <laughs> is walking next to her. And instead of like, you know, looping his arm through her arm or something, he reaches his hand into her pocket to find all the fries. It just feels very awkward. I was like, that wouldn't actually happen. Hey now, hey now, I've got fry pockets. <laughs> I thought you were going to say cold fries, <laughs> but I like fry pockets better. Pocket full of fries. You got a bucket, got a bucket full of fries. <laughs> There's a song for everything. There's a song for everything. Uh, um, so they have an intervention. Yeah, all of Emma's family and friends who care about her are waiting at her home when she gets home, and she is flipping out. Is this when she tells Manny, like, you got to move out? No, doesn't Manny say that earlier? It's earlier. There's a point where, like, Manny tries to make her eat a sandwich, and that's when she's like, oh, I'm dating Hot Peter, by the way. Right, and that's when she's like, when when Manny's like, I'm moving out. Yeah, exactly. I'm sleeping on the couch... Yeah, I'll be sleeping on the couch and then we'll deal with it tomorrow. And then she gets really mean to her again when uh, when they have the intervention. Mm-hmm. And then she like has a heart attack or something. <laughs> she, has a, she has a panic attack and right. she can't breathe. Um, and then suddenly she's in the hospital and she's saying, I'm going to try to beat this. And it's like, it's it's not cancer. And also like you can't- In five days. You also can't beat- diseases like you mental. know I, it's oh, you can't yeah. beat like fucking uh, issues with mental health and also like even when people say i'm gonna beat it about cancer it's like well you're gonna do like you're gonna go the to the doctor like it's not like it's not like on you if you don't beat he it you know it's so hard no i mean no you might go get chemo or radiation or something like that and it's but it's just like it's not in your control it's not in your control i got a bucket got a bucket full of french fries (laughs) but yeah she's gonna try to beat this it's very weird and so i like i just love how it went from like zero to hospitalization very quickly five days If that, that I don't was, even know. I was very confused about the time, the passage of time in this. Well, it's two episodes, two episodes. So yeah, it's hard to it's hard to decide. Sometimes it could have been forty eight hours. It could have been uh, one hundred and twenty hours. It could have been two forty. <laughs> could have been three sixty. Keep, keep adding times. Time, it could have been four hundred and eighty hours. Like could have been, been seven hundred and thirty hours. Yeah, it could have been 1,236 hours. It's hard to say. I wasn't paying attention to outfits, so I didn't count the days. Oh, yeah. Let me count the days. Beesto. Cut right out. Can you get the C story? It's kind of the C story. It is kind of the C story. Can you get the C story? Could you get the C story? Heather B. 
Why yes. haven't we had Heather B on this podcast? If we're going to have a guest, we should have Heather B on here. Well, she probably hasn't watched the show. I could reach out to her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She's my friend. But Guys, only when we have Heather a C B. story. This only when we a have bit. a C story. This is not it, a bit. But it's funny because her last name is B. But yeah. it's a C story. Oh, that is interesting. Right? Right? I do know Heather B. This is true. This, I'm name dropping right now. You know Heather B. Yes, I, I again, I I've mentioned this before. I'll mention She's it again. A, uh, I really, I really wish that there was some real world uh, streaming somewhere that I could be watching right now. For a while, it was on like Hulu or something. It's not anywhere right now, though. I think the broomheads think this is a bit. I do know Heather B. This is a true story. A true story. <laughs> I do know Heather B. I, I know Pat. Pat B. does actually know Heather B. And I'd love to get her on the show when we have a C story. Say, make her make could, her watch just to say that and then do you want me to ask her to, to say could you get the c story yeah and record <laughs> it i will do that <laughs> ask her if she knows john if <laughs> john could sing b story instead of true story <laughs> she probably does they probably know each other <sighs> hazel and and Alex aren't getting along. So Paige wants them to get along. So she wants them to hang out. So they try to hang out and they get into a fight in the mall. And there's so many fights in the B story of this episode. Yeah, there really are. There's a girl fight and then there's a food fight. So they get into a fight in the mall and they decide they can't be friends. And then Paige is like, you have to be friends. No, Paige gets mad at them. And then they bond over Paige being mad at them. And then they go to the mall again and they bond all three of them over a food fight. And now they're friends. Are we done? There's a few other points I got to add. Hit it. Hit me. Okay. So the first one is that we get introduced to the story by having Paige and Alex commenting on Heather Sinclair wearing a crop top and calling her Mrs. Teletubby, which goes yeah, way I into the A story. Yeah. And like, we're supposed like, to laugh at that after we're like dealing with this, these poor girls. I like, think, I think it was image. purposeful. And I think it was purposeful that it was like bringing up the body image issues because yes, but at the same time, it's like the people it's supposed to be a joke because it's Heather Sinclair. Isn't that bad? I think that's bad. Yeah. I so didn't then, like that at all. I really so, I didn't like it either. I, oh, no, I hated it. But I thought that it was purposeful that they did it. Right. I'm not entirely same, sure. But I think, like but it was, I hated it. it prob- but, uh, you're right. It probably was purposeful. But like at the same time, I'm supposed to like these characters and you're making them say know, bad things. I know. About- and then. Um, Alex so then- is kind of an asshole. Alex really doesn't like Hazel. And I get it because Hazel doesn't like Alex either. And so they both kind of like, you know, pit each other against each other and they're fighting for Paige's attention. Um, and so they're trying to figure out like what they can do and how they can hang out. And they're uh, at, they're in media immersion lab. And I guess it's like a yearbook meeting and um, they're like t- trying to figure out what they could do. And Toby pipes up and says, I can make up some fake yeah, IDs, take yeah. you ladies on a pub crawl. <laughs> Toby. And then Hazel's like, you know what? We will go shopping at the mall. There's yeah. a big sale on. And it's like, obviously, Alex does not give a shit about shopping. And Hazel, like, knows it and points it out that, like, you don't know about clothes. You don't have style. You're not rich. 
Exactly. You don't have money to buy a bunch of clothes at the mall, even when they're on sale, like cropped blazers. Hazel also flicks Toby's ear on the way out, which is great. Yeah. So they're at the mall and they're like holding up clothes and comparing it and like, this looks good on you. This looks good on you. This looks terrible on you. You're a terrible person. I hate you. You're the worst. And they get into a girl fight and the security guard like throws them out of the mall. Yeah. Um, and then Paige is really pissed off at both of them. Mm-hmm. So they kind of come together and they're like, look, like Alex is like, look, let's try this again. Like I will be nicer this time. And he's like, okay, let's do it. You know, let's go get some hot beverages. Uh, and so they go to the mall to get some hot beverages and they get some fancy Eps. frappuccino bullshit and some big with mugs. Paige. Paige is also there. And Paige comes with them. Well, they get a drink for Paige and then they're all hanging out there and they start just like getting silly and like flicking the whipped cream at each other and then get into a giant food fight. Yeah. Or a coffee fight or a frappuccino fight. It's food like fight, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then they even went Dutch to pay for Paige's mm-hmm. uh, fancy drink, fancy hot beverage. And they make and Paige makes some comment about calories again, and I really think that it was all purposefully to deal with the. Oh a yeah, story. I didn't even think about that. You're absolutely yeah. right. She's like, I don't do whipped cream; it's empty calories or something. And yeah. she was like, you ate three pieces of cheesecake last week. Yeah, they're making a lot of food comments, but that's like I think it's kind of feeding into that whole. Yeah, you're right. Thing. You're right. You're right. Even in like sort of fun times, people are still thinking about that shit. Yeah. And they so they get into a, a, a giant food fight, um, and uh, then they get uh, arrested by mall security again. I hate food fights. I hate watching people throw. You've food said at each this other. before. We had we had a big so, food fight in the cafeteria. Ugh, in the it is so disgusting to me. If I had like food, like I can't. I know that this is. Uh, coffee stuff so it's like just basically whip it's basically a whipped cream fight but anytime i i think of food fights i see ketchup and mm-hmm. ketchup so disgusting to me makes me want to vomit makes me want to ralph you don't like you don't like ketchup uh very specifically i will like i i can stand like i like it on like a, a burger and maybe fries Everything else ketchup grosses me out. And to think of like ketchup being like thrown at me, I would I would hate it. I hate food fights. Food fights always like on TV and movies are always like whimsical and like mm-hmm. look, we bond now because we threw food at each other. And that to me is it's hideous. <laughs> it's just like so gross to me. Food That's fights amazing. No, you're into it? You like a food fight? No, no, no. It's just, I don't hate them that much. <laughs> like, could you imagine, like, someone, like, could you imagine, I, not even someone doing it, the idea of, like, me using my hands to, like, get a thing of mashed potatoes and, like, throw it at somebody? That's so gross on both levels. My hands doing it. You know, mashed potatoes don't gross me out so much but relish like the idea of like a jar of relish being thrown at me is disgusting yeah by the way i love mashed potatoes it's one of my favorite foods oh i want mashed potatoes right now yeah they're delicious but i don't want them to be food being thrown is so sick it's sick 
Are we done for this episode? I think then they become friends. They become, we should end it. Uh, Because they're all just having, the thing that I loved about this is that when they're all in the security guard's office and covered in like whipped cream and coffee, they're just so giggly and silly. And this reminded me of being a teenager. Like that's how I was when I was a teenager. We would just, we would get into stupid shit like that and just, it would be so fun and so funny. And I miss that feeling. Yeah. Not everything is fucking uh, eating disorders and school shootings. Yeah. Sometimes there's fun, goofy things. Yeah. Like Chino Moreno coming from your drop ceiling <laughs> to give you waffles. I love that, by the way. I love that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. There's one thing when they're in the security guard's office um, and they mentioned some like German tourists are like, if only the German tourists hadn't been there. <laughs> and I'm like, what oh German yeah, tourists that was so the specific. <laughs> the Canadian mall food court. It was very specific. Oh, mm-hmm. Does Emma ever get to have any fun like they do? Or does she does just Emma, always Emma has serious? never had fun. Yeah. She has never. Have had you fun. seen that meme going around about the real Degrassi podcast villain? Or Degrassi podcast villain. The real Degrassi villain. It's like a meme going around that it's like you think the villain is X. Yeah, but that's actually been it's a X. thing. Yeah. yeah. But the, I didn't see the Degrassi one. The real villain and the 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 TV villain and the real villain. That's a, I haven't seen the Degrassi one. Oh, Who the Degrassi one is the real, the TV villain is Paige and the real villain is Emma. Oh, yeah. Paige is not the villain. No. Oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, actually. And then Lauren Collins reposted it. Oh, she (laughs) did? Which made it really funny. It's very funny because before we started doing this podcast, I would have always been like, oh, Paige was the Regina George. Paige is the mean girl of the Mm -hmm. show. Not necessarily the villain, but definitely like the, the Regina George of the show. Upon this rewatch, she completely is not like there's a couple of things here and there like that she definitely like plays that role. But for the most part, Paige is like great. Mm-hmm. Paige is great. She's a like a very uh, kind of there. All these characters are pretty nuanced, but like she really is like she has those moments of like being the mean girl. But also she's also like your best friend and the best character on the show. Often. Mm-hmm. Remember when Terry was in a coma? She was like always at Terry's bedside. But also remember the time that she fed Terry a bunch of sherry? Did she? That's who did that? She yeah. Fed <laughs> that's nuanced though. So mm-hmm. right. Pass the Terry sherry. Scale of one to ten, Rach. How much did episode five fucking fifteen and five sixteen uh our lips are sealed. Our lips are sealed. How much did uh, uh did, did it go there? We talk about going there. These episodes go there. I said a seven because of the eating disorder stuff. Yeah, it's heavy stuff. I think it's heavy bones. I agree. I think it's heavy bones. There's the eating disorder stuff, the spike and snake stuff, the uh, not... The, I should preface it. The spike and snake stuff, not for spike and snake, but for how it affects Emma. Mm-hmm. And this being a very Emma episode, uh, that is really what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. the hospital <laughs> hospitalization. God, we've been in a hospital a lot this season. Yeah. Like JT, uh, Liberty, Emma. Yeah. When yeah. is yeah. Manny and Toby need to go to the hospital soon? I need some Toby. I need some levity. Hopefully I next need week more we Toby. 
Tobes. You know, Tobes. Uh, I'm agreeing with a seven. I think a seven is a good call. Okay. Yeah, seven. Um, so, pal, who is your MVD for this episode? You know, it's late at night. Broomheads, <laughs> you can tell when it's late at night when we really just We're barrel just like, through. I've got like a through doctor's the- appointment early tomorrow morning, so I'm like, all right. Uh, I didn't, I don't have anybody. Uh, <gasps> really? Manny, Manny, Manny. Uh, hot Peter? You don't no. like Hot Peter. I'll never have Hot Peter be my MVP. Alex? Hazel? No, because they're Spike. only in half of the episode. No, Spike. Coach Anderson Armstrong? No, keep going. Mr. Though. Ellis? No. Uh, who? Mr. Ellis? Who's Mr. Ellis? He was the biology teacher. Oh, I liked him quite yeah. a bit. I did like him. Yeah. I know Liberty? You, I know you're going to say Emma because she had an arc, but I think Manny also had an arc. So I'm going to yeah. say Manny because Manny, it's funny because like uh, uh, there's really no MVPs. Everybody's sort of like a dunce. It's kind of a weird episode structure. Do you want to know who mine is? Will that help you? No, I'm going to say Manny. Manny ends up uh, putting aside her differences with Hot Peter Lacus. Uh, to save her best friend, and she just she goes in and does the right thing. And uh, Denise Feinstein, what's that woman's name? Denise Bernice Fine. Bernie Bernice Feinstein. So I'm saying Manny. Denise Feinstein. All right, it's like you- Dennis Dennis Feinstein from from uh, uh, Parks and Recreation. Fuck you, Toby. <laughs> I ended these episodes and I wrote down Toby because I thought that Toby had the Toby's line made me like laugh cry. I just bumped bonked my head on the microphone. You're going to be so mad when you listen back. But when I saw that, I just literally thumped my head against the microphone. <laughs> that is such a me pick and I love it. It's so because no one is great in these episodes. Like Manny and Peter, I think, are actually pretty good for different reasons. Um but Toby made me laugh so hard that when I thought about it, I was like, Toby, done. All right. Yeah. Peter definitely like shows goodness in him. I was going to say his true colors, but you would probably disagree with that. And then you'd want to sing the song. <laughs> yeah. I was going to the mic to sing it before you even <laughs> finished saying that. But you don't like when I sing? Co-host I mean, I'm not writing one-star reviews, but <laughs> I don't know how you could co-host this podcast and not somewhat <laughs> enjoy and laugh at least a little bit of at the singing. Yeah, it's very funny. You must think it's at least somewhat funny. I do. I do. You co-host. I, we do this for two hours a week, every week. <laughs> so don't be afraid. To let them show. Okay, I'm done. You done? Done? Are we done for tonight? Well, I'm done singing True Colors. We're okay, okay. Really done with the night. Yeah, so Toby. Toby was my pick. For uh, the saying, I'll get you the fake ideas of being going to bar crawl. Mm-hmm. He just, it's so funny. You just want to get him on the podcast to talk about the American, all-American rejects. I mean, I wrote this before then. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. You're excused. 
<laughs> we did it. Another episode. 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 Broom heads. Yeah, Dope a- monkeys. Talk to them. Hi. Um, if you would like to write us an email, send us an episode, an episode, send us an episode guys, send us an email at every episode ver at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. You can find us on Facebook at deem podcast. Um, and if you want to leave a rating or review on iTunes, please do. Good night. Good night. We'll see you next week.